Welcome to Chaos Theory Tales Askew. Theory Tales Askew is proud to present part one of Seemingly by Gerard Wong. How interesting it is to see this place again. The last time I was here was for my execution. I remember that well. Ruined the whole show, didn't we? The women's stilettos clicked briskly beneath the rustle of silk and velvet. She surveyed her surroundings as she moved. How dreary she mused, and yet how enchanting. Like a city of the Fae, dark, rain-washed, and beautiful. Would you have mourned, I wonder? Teased her companion as it padded behind her, scattering embers that flared and darkened on the wet obsidian walkway. Even before I knew you, ah, but yes, it was love at first sight, Lazarus, darling. The woman stooped to stroke the creature's smoldering fur. It gave a sharp bark of appreciation. The air before its muzzle shimmered. A clatter of hooves died beside them. Carriage for you, madame, the coachman greeted in cultured tones. The ribbon around his pigtail clung like a limp butterfly to the nape of his neck. Lady de Zenova, the woman corrected. Immediately the coachman alighted and bowed. Tell me, good man, does a family by the name of Garnet reside here? It was a question she did not need answered. A magician's empty flourish designed solely to enhance the mystery of his act. She achieved her effect. The coachman bowed again, lower still. Indeed they do, my lady. Shall I bring you to them? Yes, thank you, Zenova replied, smiling in approval as the gleaming carriage doors swung open unbidden. In first, Lazarus. The coachman stared for the first time and wavered awkwardly. I'm afraid, my lady, that your friend may not be permitted aboard. The seats are leather and can burn. Lazarus does not burn things unless, of course, it is of his own will. Isn't that right, Lazarus, dear? Lazarus bared its teeth at the coachman growled. Tongues of flame sprang up along its spine and trembled with the sound. Its mistress gave a light laugh. Lazarus, you see, uses his own methods to convince others, but he'll be a good boy. The coachman resumed his mask of indifference with an effort and returned to the reins. Lazarus hesitated at the door of the coach, its eyes of coal seeking the shadows further down the street. Zenobia followed its gaze and there was nothing, but distant barking reached her ears. She took a moment to concentrate and gradually the sound receded. Coolly now, dear boy, she whispered, lifting the creature in her arms and entering the carriage. The door shut and a whip cracked. They taunt me, mistress, Lazarus said as the carriage began moving. How is it they laugh and not fear? Ah, dear Lazarus, Zenova replied, stirring its fur with a painted finger. But you are unique. How can these masterless vermin understand enough to fear you? Save your concern for greater things. Their ignorance should not rouse your pity, nor your rage. It is true what you say, the beast brooded for a moment, and then pursued 
a different vein. What a shame that this place should always be under a rain cloud. It would make a lovely place to live in otherwise. I prefer the heat of the sun, the desert's blaze. You said the place you came from was very much like this. Sinova's eyes traveled to the rain-stained window. A touch of yearning entered her voice. Yes, very much like this. Tanith also had the protection of a storm cloud. My mentor held the enchantment. I used to love watching him, and what a terrible deluge of lightning it would rain upon those foolish attackers of our lovely walls. Zenova's voice traveled off, and Lazarus did not bother to fill the silence. It was accustomed to such lapses, especially when its mistress reminisced. Lazarus took the moment instead to observe her features in the scrolling lamplight. Zenobia's blank stare gave an appearance of age and docility. Lazarus paused and reflected that she was indeed getting on in, in years. Perhaps, perhaps Leopold holds the storm cloud too, Zenobia murmured at last. Lazarus twitched suspiciously. Leopold? The same Leopold who took your child? It was his child too, mind you. Zenobia's eyes strayed again for the gloom without. Then why would he... Lazarus began. You pardon, my lady, I am crying. Her chin came up. It's not something I'm ashamed of, anyway. I cared for the child and protected him. There will never be another like Andre and his... Nature simply made it too dangerous to have him away from my side. Leopold disagreed vigorously. One day I woke up to an empty house and a note. Sometimes I wonder that I ever loved that man. In her heart she knew the answer she would not permit. Weeks ago in her villa she had surfaced one night from familiar bittersweet dreams, wishing for a smaller bed, seeing through the skylight the multiple of stars that leered upon her isolation. When that following morning the investigator had come, bearing at last fair tidings after two decades of futile search, she had been only too eager to follow his lead. Only for the child, though, she had told herself, only for what had been rightfully hers to begin with. The carriage came to a halt in a puddle of amber lamplight. After paying the coachman, who had examined with ill-concealed surprise the unmarked seats, Zenobia turned her gaze upon the towering, gabled mansion before her. The sky had cleared slightly since their arrival in the city, and a pale moon, girded with ragged vapors, framed the steeple roof of the left wing like a halo. A wrought iron fence bearded with ivy completed the ensemble. An interesting atmosphere, Lady Zenova thought to herself, approvingly as she crossed the garden, very much in keeping with the general allure of the city. Was it perhaps more than coincidence that Leopold Garnet should share her taste, even after so many years apart? Lazarus trailed along, his ears pricked for what sounds the night air might bring. After satisfying itself that there was nothing, it hurried to join its mistress. At the door, the knocker fell solidly. Zenobia was answered at the second knock by a stringy-haired maid who started badly at the sight of Lazarus. Aye, Samson, Samson, she cried, retreating down the hall. There are strange things at the door. Indifferently, Lady Zenova lifted Lazarus and advanced after the woman. The interior of the mansion was smaller, and certainly for that matter shabbier than exterior had led one to suppose. She navigated to the living room where a flight of stairs spiraled to the floor above. Leopold, Lady Zenova called. This is a trespass of private property, lady. Kindly remove yourself from my lord's premises. A haughty masculine voice sounded behind her. The butler, to whom the maid had appealed for help, glowered down at Zenobia. 
showing clearly none of the deference the coachman had accorded her. He was a tower of hair and muscle. Is this the Garnet residence? Zenobia asked, unruffled. It is indeed, as surely as you'll be forcefully expelled if I am to repeat my instructions. You will not expel me. I am Leopold's wife. I am Lady Zenobia. Lord Garnet has no wife, the butler said, his lips curling with mockery. But he has a child, and you are its mother. It was the subtle sneer in his voice that first awakened Zenobia to the possibility of the butler knowing more than she had suspected, of perhaps Leopold foretelling his arrival and raising his servants to the occasion. Lady Zenobia drew herself up indignant. I will speak to Leopold. I will not leave otherwise. Lord Garnet is away on business, the maid squeaked. Liar. Spare your breath, Martha, the butler said. He turned to Zenobia, who matched his gaze defiantly. There is a limit to my civility. Be gone and take that bit of overcooked dinner with you. Dog flambe, the maid twittered until Lazarus reared its head and sent a line of crackling fire at the butler's immaculately pressed waistcoat. Links of dull chain showed through the scorched clothing. The maid's scream drowned out the steely ring of the massive claymore which appeared out of nowhere in the butler's hands. Impertinence! Out of this house, he roared, brandishing his weapon. Not before I see Leopold, Lady Zenobia cried, dropping Lazarus to free her hands. The maid promptly emitted a second ear-piercing shriek. Hey! Not on the carpet! The fiend will set it on fire! I say, a new voice sounded. I say, really? A tall, handsome man was coming down the stairs. Encroaching gray at the edges of his hair belied an otherwise youthful appearance. His attire was simple, but revealed good sense. A bottle-green shirt complemented the clear green of his eyes. Without warning, his fingers flashed, and the butler and maid dissolved into wisps of vapor. Lazarus leapt back warily. The new arrival eyed Zenobia with exasperation. Are you so impatient or so exceedingly fond of drama that ten minutes cannot pass without you conjuring what? A warrior butler, a banshee maid to entertain yourself? You do not seem at all surprised that I have come. No, indeed. Please take a seat, he indicated a chair and eased himself into another. I apologize for the lack of beverage. The well has been contaminated with sewage, and it will be a good many hours before the water supply is restored. Why, the public service here is outrageous. We don't have public service here, the man looked amused. Outrageous? Yes, a word I may have occasion to use a little while later. Zenobia's brow creased. I could have brought the law to bear upon you when you took Andre away 20 years ago, but I chose the path of discretion. Are you such a monster, Leopold, that you would deny a mother the sight of a child after so many years? And have you come only to see him, not perhaps to spirit him away and bind him with seven layers of magical wards in the dark, moldy, rat-infested cellar of your house, away from the eyes of his father, to whom you have repeatedly promised his son's freedom? I had Andre's best interests at heart in all that I did. We've been through this before. Leopold retrieved a pipe and fingered it meditatively. It is merely a point I have never understood. Why give something life when you cannot also give it freedom? If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew, located at www.genspace.com. 
spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean.